Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Seven Foot Heart. Today, we're on the phone with Coach Taylor Harris. Started uh, coaching at freshman level, actually sixth grade level, then went on to his freshman a freshman basketball coach in Colorado. In 2019, he actually landed his first college assistant men's coaching basketball job with the Metropolitan State University in Denver as a Division II uh, school. Then in 2015, he became an assistant coach on the other end for the women's basketball program for Regis University, another Division II school in Denver. Looks like he stayed in Denver a lot. And then in 2019, Coach landed his head coaching job. He's there now as president um, at Miles Community College, the NJCAA Division I in Montana. Coach has been to, as an assistant, numerous uh, seven NCAA tournament appearances, uh, been to Elite Eight uh, for Division II, National Championship Game, Final Four. As a head coach, he is 19-13 and 13 in his first season, going undefeated at home in conference play. Coach, thanks for being on today. What up, my man? How you doing? Thanks for having me. Awesome, awesome. Hey, Coach, you know, just don't throw up on me. I know you worked hard and you had a crazy shake, you told me, so go easy. <laughs> Hey, hey, Sean, I just finished it. I'm good to go. <laughs> All right, I'm good awesome. To go. If something crazy happens, I'll tell you. All right, we got to we gotta, we gotta fight through like a boxer. Come on, baby. That's right. That's right. <laughs> all right, Coach, so how did you get into college coaching? Well, you know, we all have, you know, a journey. And mine started, you know, in 2007. Um, my mom told me, Taylor, your, your little brother who's six years old, his rec team, uh, needs a coach and you need to coach him. <laughs> and, and so I was like, okay. And, and that's just, that's where I started. I started at coaching my little brother and this was those leagues, you know, where everybody wears, you got the red, yellow, purple, green <laughs> yeah. wristband, got you it. know, and it's like guard, guard the right wristband. <laughs> and so, you know, I started there and, you know, I just, I wanted to coach and I was really lucky that I got, um, I latched on to a little high school here here in Colorado, Chaparral High School. Coach Rob Johnson just gave me an opportunity, and he let me be the freshman coach, and I was a varsity assistant with him. And, you know, I kept telling him, I was just like, man, I'm, I'm going to be a college coach. That's, that's what I want to do. And he, and he was the best. He supported me so much. And so what happened was I was still – finishing up my degree at, at Metropolitan State University in Denver. So I would go to class Mondays and Wednesdays. And after class, I would just go to the men's basketball office. And I was, and I was that guy that would walk in and I'd be like, hey, I want to coach. You know, <laughs> hey, you know, and so for a while, it was just like, all right, you know, they were, they were great and nice and everything, but I kept coming. I kept coming. <laughs> and then one day, um, the, the assistant coach at the time, Calvin Tang, He's, he was like, all right, Taylor, why don't you uh, go across campus and get my mail? And so I started doing that. And then that turned into, hey, go count all these T-shirts. You know, and then that turned into the head coach, Brandon Hayes at the time. He, he says, hey, Taylor, get in here, get in the office. And I'm in there and he says, you know, do you know how to do mail merges using Microsoft Access? And that dates me. That shows how old I am because we're talking about <laughs> Microsoft Access. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I'm like, yeah, man, I know how to do this. And Sean, I had no idea. I had no clue. <laughs> so he goes, okay, here's the envelopes. Here's the, here's the information. I'm going to lunch. And so I had no idea what the heck to do, but I can Google. I can Google anything. So I Googled it. I figured it out. And 
I got it done. And then I just kept showing up, Sean. And and then I start working summer camps. And then Coach Hayes says, you know what, we're going to, you know, make you a manager. And so for my the next two years, I was like, a, you know, we called it an undergrad assistant. So yep. I was a manager getting my school paid for. But, but Coach Hayes gave me an opportunity. And then the next year, uh, Derek Clark came in and... And the first thing I remember, the first time I met him, he sat me down at his desk and he said, Taylor, are you in or are you out? And I said, I'm in, man. And and Coach Clark was, he was like a father to me. And he took me in under his wing. And for the next five years, you know, I was there at Metro State. But I mean, it was just one of those things where I just kind of kept kept showing up. Yep. And, and, and that's how I got in. That's great, Coach. Great, great story, too. Thanks, so man. don't show up in Connecticut, all right, Coach? I don't want to see you run around here with the <laughs> – <laughs> like, Coach, how do you make those shakes? Don't worry about the shakes, man. Let's go. We got to work don't out. Worry. Let's go. Don't worry about those shakes, man. You don't want the shake I just said. I need the shakes that you make in the morning. I got to do better. Man. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, so, Coach, what's, what's pretty cool is that you went from, you know, an assistant coach, the men's basketball side, to now the women's in 2015. You know, let's talk up a little bit about that experience. Yeah, you know, I think it's it's something where, you know, Sean, we all have to find like our calling. Yep. And and when I was coaching at Metro, I was lucky that Michael Ball, who's now the head coach at Metro State right now, he he had a little club team, BNB Basketball Academy. And yep. He would let I would coach with him, and I was coaching, you know, a lot of girls teams with him. Yep. And it was through coaching these girls from fifth grade all the way through high school and I and, and I think that I found my calling and and growing up you know I had a very strong mother I had two very strong sisters and, and I think that my biggest impact on the world is to empower women and and this is not discounting the men that I've coached because I've coached wonderful men that are now great husbands great fathers great leaders but I think my calling is to have an impact on empowering women. Like, I think we need more women coaches. We need more women business leaders. And that was my calling. And, and so I had wanted to transition to the women's side so that I could embark on that journey. And then in 2015, Molly Marion got the job at Regis. And, and Molly didn't know me from a box of rocks. But... Our athletic director from Metro State, Joan McDermott, called Molly and said, hey, you don't know Taylor, but you guys would be really well together. And, and if Joan didn't make that call, yep. I would never have met Molly. And Molly and I just we just talked and we just hit it off. And she loved, you know, my, my excitement about the journey of empowering women. And without her, I wouldn't be have you know, be where I am right now. I mean, it was incredible to kind of transition to that, to, to the women's side. Now it was a lot different, you know, because I, I, coming from that men's side, you know, <laughs> I, I talk with friends of mine that, that coach on the women's side, that used to coach on the men's side. And, and it's different, that transition, that yeah. first year, 2015 to 16, man, was different for me. But those women that I coached and coached with taught me so much about myself and about coaching and and so now i'm just kind of on that journey sean to just you know empower women to be leaders and that's what i'm doing now and i love it that's great coach well looking at everything you've done so far on your resume and all everything in the past 
you know, now most of these um, Elite Eight and National Championship, were those for men or women's side? Those were on the men's side, Men's yeah. side, okay, awesome. So, Coach, you know, being undefeated uh, at home, you know, in conference, how was that feeling? Did you have fans? Did you have, you know, what, what really excited the girls to really make it that far and do that? Yeah, it was, Sean, it was really great. You know, our community in Miles City loves women's basketball. You know, and it didn't start with me. It started with the coaches before me. You know, there's so many amazing, successful coaches that have had great programs. And the city loves its women's basketball. So we have anywhere from, you know, 100 to 400 to 600 people coming to our games, you know, every single, you know, Wednesday or Sunday that we would play. But what it really is, Sean, is it was just our girls just felt confident. And I think the power of confidence is what propelled us to go undefeated in conference play at home you know we just when we came back in january we just kind of had a whole program adjustment where we were just like we focused so much on us and how amazing we as a whole program were at basketball and we just tried to build that confidence and confidence and i think that a team that is very dangerous is one that is very very confident and and that's just where that's just where we were man we were just feeling good enjoying each other you know and and enjoying our time on the court and we got some great wins we had some fun wins man i remember um we were playing bismarck state who you know top 25 in the country you know have the leading score in the country and and we were playing really well and we're up to with about 20 seconds to go and because they just scored you know and you know great coach you know i just we just let them score but it's all good <laughs> we call it a timeout advance the ball we have a timeout and all the girls are just kind of looking and i'm a first time head coach being in this big moment yep. and i don't know what to do so i just start <laughs> laugh i just start laughing and i just start laughing and i'm like man isn't this fun <laughs> and, and and just that light-hearted approach and then they start laughing. That's that was like our, you know, conference play at home. Awesome. We just enjoyed the moment and enjoyed each other. And that, that that was what that's what happened. That's great. Coach, so so now when hiring a staff, um, you know, what are some attributes that you look for in hiring an assistant coach? Yeah, you know, Sean, I actually just hired an assistant ten days ago. Nice. Um, my my assistant last year, Lena Jacobs, just got a, a you know a full time assistant spot. You know, I think it's at the junior college level. You know, not only do we have to take you know student athletes and move them on to the next level, but I also think it's my duty to take assistant coaches to move them on to the next level. So I look for someone that you know has aspirations to to want to get on the ladder and start climbing to the top because that's how I am. You know, and so number one, that's what I want. But I'm a little different, Sean, where um, a lot of head coaches are really good at kind of a helicopter approach, kind of being above everything and and not getting really in the weeds with everybody. But I'm different. I need to be in the weeds. You know, I'm pulling weeds with everybody, with the coaches, with the players and everything. So I need an assistant coach who understands that you know when I was interviewing my newest assistant I I told her I said first and foremost you need to know that you and I have to have a relationship where I love you and you love me that's the most important thing I need you to I need you to love me 
and I need you to support me and I need you to have my back. And I think that's what, when coaches say we want someone who's loyal, I think that's what we mean by that. Like loyalty is when, shoot, when it's January 18th, you guys just got out of a, a grinder of a practice. It's a Thursday. You're not playing again until Monday. And and the players are like, man, coach is tripping. Coach is, <laughs> you know, he, he was losing his mind today. As an assistant, what do you say in that moment? Yeah. You know, that's, you know, are you saying, yeah, hey, coach is tripping. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Or are you just, you know, hey, <laughs> that's on you. That's you know, that, that's, what it, that's what I'm trying to find with assistants. Yep. So for me, it's like, I don't need somebody who's going to, who played whatever or who can develop players or recruit players or all this stuff. We'll figure that out. Like, I don't care. I just need you to love me and I need you to serve our kids. Like, that's the most important thing for me. And coach, at that level, you're basically doing everything, correct? Juco. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 we're doing everything. everything. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, us, us coaches are doing everything. And that's what I think a lot of young coaches, uh, would be well served to go to junior college, division three, NAI division two as an assistant, because you get to wear every single hat every single day and no day is the same. You, you, You know, it's like every day I wake up, I know that. (laughs) <laughs> there's something that I there's a fire I'm going to have to put out somewhere and <laughs> yeah. there's something new that I'm going to have to do but that, that's what makes us better as coaches definitely adversity coach I like it I know that's, that's what it is man so coach going back a little bit now can you just walk us through a little bit of the feeling of the national championship game oh man <laughs> well <laughs> April 7th 2013 it was my 30th birthday. Like, Sean, it was fate, right? Yep. It was fate. You know, we're, we're, we're playing great. So it's in Atlanta. And this is when the Division One, Two, II, and Three championship games were all in Atlanta. Yep. And it was incredible, man. It was incredible because they treated us just like the Division Ones with the per diem and everything. We had a per diem. We didn't even know what to do with it all. <laughs> you know, we're, we're used to going to Applebee's and getting Jimmy yep. John's for post game. And here we are, like, just eating like kings we had police escorts everywhere but the championship game i mean we played drury amazing team and and we played really well we had a a double digit halftime lead and we led for you know all but the last you know 20 seconds of the game and it was uh it was it was heartbreaking to to lose in those last seconds but i will never ever forget and i'll keep this with me for the rest of my life at the end of the game you know coach clark just brought us all together and he would not let us feel sorry for ourselves he he told us enjoy this moment congratulate them and i'm proud of all of you and i will always remember that because it's so easy for us as coaches when when we win to bring everybody together and yep. say, I'm proud of you. Yep. But when you lose on the biggest stage yeah. to do that was so impactful, but it was shoot, man. I mean, you're in the national title. You're at the top of the top of the uh, level you're at. That's amazing. How lucky am I? How lucky was I to be there? Yeah. Hey, you worked for it, coach. You got there. Well, great. I appreciate it, man. Great. But I was just a, a product of, yeah. you know, a, great. A great staff and, and great players. I was so lucky. It shows how hard work can get you where you want to be coach. It's great. Sure can. Appreciate it. Coach, now my last question for you is some advice for coaches, you know, looking for their journey and where they want to go to in the college coaching world. Yeah. 
Well, like Sean, you and I kind of talked about, I think that if you serve other people, you're going to get great things coming your way. You know, nothing is going to just come to you. And I think that like what you're doing, this platform with, with these interviews is absolutely incredible because you're serving other coaches and you're serving the community and you're serving people. That's amazing. I appreciate it. So I, I, I think that I would, I would tell coaches, how can you serve? You know, how can you serve? Whether it's doing what you're doing with the podcast, whether it's building relationships with high school student athletes in your area and trying to help them get to that next level. How yeah. can you serve other people? I think there's one thing, but you know, I was listening to your, to your interview with um, Brian Bender and and all the coaches kind of say a lot of the same stuff and and they say it because it's true, but find, find a, find a niche, something that you can do. So I'll just, you know, I'll just say it like now you need to be very, very proficient in making graphics like Photoshop, Canva, you like as a coach trying to get into it you need to do that because that's that's where that's where we're at you need to be able to just be very proficient at that so i would say if if you don't know how to use photoshop you need to figure that out you need to get on that um the other thing too and this is going to be a little different sean but i would say get a coach i i think that us as coaches we need coaches shoot i mean i have three coaches in my life I have a coach for my career, Randy Brown. So if you need a coach that's going to help you get into college coaching, Google Randy Brown. And he helped me understand how to network properly and how to get into college coaching. Yep. He's, he's my coach. I have a, I have a fitness and well-being coach. Coach, she, we talk you better so stop, we- coach. I'm a fitness guy. You need me now. Let's go. Cut it out. <laughs> okay, I mean, hey, hey, we're all replaceable, aren't we? <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> you know, and then I just, and then I have another lifestyle and relationship coach that he, he we talk once a week. Yep, I think yep. as as coaches, we need coaches. So Definitely. find a coach, find a mentor who's going to help Definitely. you get into it. And then I'll just say this: and this might be just a little contrarian, but meditate. Yeah. If you're not meditating, you need to start meditating. Because meditation has allowed me to let go of expectations, let go of the comparison game. It's so easy for us to see all these other coaches getting opportunities. And it's hard for us to stay present in the moment. Definitely, Meditation has been so big for me in, in, in that. And I would really recommend all coaches start meditating. That's great. Coach, you know, it's funny you said mentor. I have a mentor and he actually sent me something uh, this weekend. And he said... Uh, Feed a feed a person a fish, you feed them for a day. But if you teach them, if you teach a person to fish, you feed them for a lifetime. And that's the truth, isn't it? Amazing. So you know that just will end it on that. Hey, whoever's listening in, we have Taylor Harris on. He's doing an amazing things where he is. He's been all over the world. He's he's in Montana now, kicking. He's rolling. He's actually working out, running in the morning, which I'm loving to hear. Coach, keep it going. Just stay away Thanks, from the bro. crazy shakes, all right? That's all you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it, man. It was really good talking to you. I'm so glad our paths crossed. Definitely. I appreciate your time, Coach, and good luck with the rest of what you're doing, and we'll definitely keep in touch. Thank you. Thanks, my man. Have a good one. You too. Guys, thanks for tuning in. We're back on tomorrow. 
We'll see you guys. Seven Foot Heart, Apple Podcast. Subscribe today. Write a review. Thanks, guys.